tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with the iconic TikTok YouTuber creator of on all the platforms, Miss Bria Jones. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fangirl of Bria, so I'm really excited that she's here. We are fangirls of each other. So this, I mean, this is like so perfectly planned too. Because like also when you reached out, you didn't know I already had a trip no. planned. Universal. Universal. Yeah, the, it, we were meant to meet in real life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so tell me a little bit about yourself. For someone that's just clicking on this and doesn't know who you are, give us like the 411, the little elevator pitch. Yeah, so I feel like most people probably know me from social media. Mm-hmm. I have YouTube channel, TikTok, all that going on. I do a lot of lifestyle content. I also do a lot of motivational, like more big sister content. On some days, maybe it's giving Regina George, but most days Not it's Not like, at all. It's giving inspiring. Okay, okay. It's kind of giving Gary Vee. <laughs> I love that. Wow. He used to be like one of my favorites. Same. Um, But yeah, if you ask my mom, she would say it's giving Regina George. Interesting. I'm glad that you don't think that. Um, So yeah, it's just like fun content over here. We're just trying to like elevate ourselves Mm -hmm. in every way, you know, with an outfit or maybe on a psychological level, taking my meds, you know, just... Helping the girlies out. Love. Yeah. You're, you're here for the girlies. Here for the girlies. A girl's girl <laughs> through and through. I love it. Before we get into the nitty gritty of mm-hmm. this entire podcast, I want to do a little fast favorites game. Ooh, so we fun. can just, you know, put you in the hot seat for a hot second. Yeah. So these are going to be really quick and fun, punchy questions. Okay. So the first question is, what is a habit you live by? Oh, a habit I live by. So this is actually in the last 90 days, but every morning I have to get up and do my walking pad. I have to. Do I need one? Yes. I've been, I don't know why I haven't bought one. Like I literally think about it every day because I follow the walking life. pad girly on TikTok. Do you know it's what I'm talking my, about? Yes. Well, there's quite a few girlies out okay. there. Okay. I'm talking about one. House Chris. Okay. I, the girl I need in to San follow. Francisco. I need to follow. Oh, wait. Yeah, duh. I yeah. follow her. Um, She's amazing. But you're a walking pad girly too. Now, now I am. Yeah, I just recently joined the cult and I'm so happy. <laughs> <The cult. laughs> I'm so happy. I talk about it sometimes because I'm like, guys, if you do this, like if you just do a work and walk, I call it the work and walk because you have to be doing something that you're focused on mm-hmm. so that the time flies. I do a two hour window and then I have 11,000 steps by 8 a.m. Which is banana. So what time I are you waking up? Around six. Oh my gosh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. What time I are you going to, to bed? Eight. Okay. Oh my God, Bria. <laughs> Listen, I'm in like a small suburb of Dallas, like none going on. We're not going out anymore on my end. How so. do you stop yourself from scrolling? Uh, I don't. I actually scroll. Okay. And I then I get to the point where so I'm like. So you're in bed by six, scrolling till eight. Well, <laughs> I would say, I'll, I'll say I'm probably falling asleep by like 9.30. In bed around eight. Okay. Doing okay. a little bit of a scroll, maybe some Pinterest stuff. Moment. Okay. Maybe 
um, you know, designing my future home. And then when I'm starting the nod off, I'm like, all right, it's time. But I need to stop the night scroll. It's it's addicting. I hear it's not good for the brain. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are walking pad girly, mm-hmm. and that's your non-negotiable in the morning? Now it is. Yeah, weekends, weekdays. I mean, of course, I'm traveling right now, so that's the only thing. But, yeah, if I'm home, we're on that walking pad. And while you're walking, you say you're working. What are you working on? Anything. Like, I'll clear my inbox. Um, I'll edit videos reply back to comments, just anything that I would probably procrastinate on throughout the day, which is really nice too, because I usually knock those things out before 8 a.m. And then I'm like, cool, like now I can go to a workout class and not have to like, you know, be like, oh, I gotta get back and get to those emails. Like Mm -hmm. everything's done. The concept of, I feel like we're on the same level of this, the concept of walking and then also working. So getting Mm -hmm. two important things done at the same time genuinely makes me horny. Yeah, and I mean, people, when I say that I do both, they're like, how do you do this? Like, you're not, your brain can compute. Like, it's actually very therapeutic, and I feel like I'm so much more creative when I'm moving my legs and thinking for whatever reason. Maybe that's, like, undiagnosed, like, something, but I just feel like I'm a lot sharper, and I can even, like, make better emails like they just sound better and more put together everything just flows nicely and i go really really slow so i'm not like on here like hustling like yeah you're not running (laughs) no i like speed between 2.0 and 2.4 somewhere it's a a light little stroll okay this is like the new 12 330 yeah i i would say i think this is better honestly because i was a 12 330 girl no shade to lauren love her oh we love lauren we love lauren but i just that was hard for me well it's (laughs) nice that we have the option now to either be a walking pad girly or a 12 330 yeah and it's kind of like dominoed into other things in my life just being better like one the product productivity is just like off the charts now and then also like nutrition has kind of followed because I make this like little smoothie every morning that I love on the walking pad and it's like we did I have this one TikTok that shows a before and after before the walking pad and like now the skin is skinning wait really the waistline is going down like it's it's fun results like it doesn't hurt Mm-hmm. You know, and it's easy. Mm-hmm. So we will link Bria's walking pad down below. I got you guys. Okay, favorite movie. Favorite movie. Ugh, my big fat Greek wedding. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, why? Well, one. So I think it was just by design because uh, when I was living with my parents as a teenager, um, I had like this TV with a VCR, of course, in uh-huh. it, and only had a few options. And that was the one I fixated on whenever uh-huh. I needed background music. But little did I know, I actually was like quoting it and loving it. Um, they just came out with the third one. That's what I heard. And I think I saw that for recently. For me, it's just like, there's my family. Aww, <laughs> you know, so I, it's nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. But also, I, there's something about like learning about other people's cultures that I really just love. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm a part of the culture, even though I'm not. But I just love learning what other cultures prioritize and like what's important to other families. And I think that's so cool and special to see. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, favorite beauty product? Probably the House Labs lip oil that I put on right before. Really? Okay, I've never tried that. Yeah, it's... I mean, your lips look amazing. Thank you. The reason I like it is because it's not sticky. Yeah. It's almost... It It is like an oil, so it's very, like, hydrating, mm-hmm. and, you know, it doesn't make you feel like you have a bunch of stuff on. Okay, love it. Yeah. Is there a quote you live by? 
the one I've been liking recently is I am open and receptive to the ways the universe wants to bless me, mm-hmm. which basically the concept behind that is like, okay, you know, if say that you want to get this like dream opportunity or job, right? But in your mind, you think it has to go in one way. Like I have to like send the application mm-hmm. and I have to have like the perfect interview. But what if it happened in like the most crazy random way? You know what I mean? And I think just like being open to all these other options and letting go of the control of it having to go a certain way has been really cool because then you start to see like a lot of things fall into place for you mm-hmm. because you're moving out of the way mm. and not controlling so much. Can you say it one more time? It is, um, I am open and receptive to the ways the universe wants to bless me. So like I do this meditation every morning by Joe Dispenza. I don't know if he's problematic or not. I've heard like weird things. So <laughs> if he's problematic, we did not say his name. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I like the meditation, okay? And it's about like abundance. <laughs> and in it, he says the infinite ways that it could happen. You know, after listening to this like 50 times, now I'm like infinite, infinite. There's so many ways, so many routes to get to where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a type A girly. I need to like get in the passenger seat sometimes and just like be me and have fun and like trust that everything I want is going to happen for me regardless because it was meant for me. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very big on like being a manifestation girly. Like mm-hmm. what is meant for you will find you. No person, no circumstance, nothing can get in the way of that. Only you can. Mm. So when you really accept that and you're like, get yourself out of victim mode and just realize that. It's the balls in your court. Mm -hmm. I love that. Next question is, what is your favorite brand you've ever worked with? Favorite brand I've ever worked with? I think like one of the first that comes to mind was Jordan. I did like the shoes and we did some of their um, apparel pieces. Wait, what is that? Like Nike, like Jordan. Oh, Air oh Jordan. my gosh. That yeah. is so cool. I thought you meant Jordan Woods' new brand. Oh, no, like, sorry. Slay. Yeah, I just said I that. Like, it was so. Influencer. No, so okay. obvious. Um, no. Well, I mean, that's almost even cooler. I know it was really cool. It was one of those like bucket list yeah. brands that I've always wanted to work with. And it was a cool long term partnership that I got like kind of like last year, I think, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I loved working with them because one, they were really like over communicative about what they wanted Mm -hmm. and still gave me a lot of freedom I just like when brands know what they want and Mm -hmm. then let me do what I do Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah so it was fun working with them I mean that is a dream yeah I feel like Nike Jordan that's like on everyone's dream brand list oh yeah to work with yeah they're they're so fun and like very detailed you can tell there's a lot of thought put behind what they do Mm -hmm. which I respect and appreciate Mm -hmm. they're also we were talking about being diverse earlier before the podcast, you guys, and like mm-hmm. talk about being diverse, like Nike. Oh, yeah. yeah, they've done a really. They're good always job. on the pulse, with that, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Totally. Um, favorite color? I would say like it's it's not it's like a mint green or um, oh okay like sea foamy. Okay, love that. I love the comfort color palettes. I like, could I'm see not, that looking really good on you. Like yeah, a foam everything green. that I tend to gravitate to is kind of in that palette. Of, Interesting. Uh, muted tones mm-hmm. so yeah anything like that just calms my brain okay and then last question is favorite food tex-mex enchiladas you know texas girl queso so were you born and raised in dallas yes okay mm-hmm. and how did you get from being born and raised in dallas to now being youtuber icon 
you know, motivational girly. Yeah. So the pipeline for me was, uh, you know, I went to college, mm-hmm. did the whole thing that's recommended. <laughs> um, I graduated. I mean, I was like, I'm not moving home. So I got a big girl job. I started in corporate America and moved to Kansas City for my first job, mm-hmm. which I was really bad at and was about to be fired from. What was your job? I was like a consultant. So what I would do is go to hospitals and train nurses and doctors on these pieces of equipment that document like stuff about their patients. Mm. So really important. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't want to mess up. Um, But it was just like I needed to know all these terms, like the tubes that they use. Uh I didn't know those things. (laughs) I mean, I just graduated. I was just in someone's fraternity basement. You're like, I'm not a nurse. No. So... I mean, I, I did try, uh-huh. but I also think like when you're not passionate about something, it's just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. So after that, I started getting into like, on the weekends, I would make like content with one of my friends. And then from there, it started to, that was like early, early content days when it was really just mommy bloggers and really? like fitness wow. influencers. Mm-hmm. And I was super cringy. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just trying to be a fashion girly and winging it, yeah. but eventually, that when TikTok started to become a thing, I feel like that was like my window of opportunity because I mm-hmm. felt more at home there than on Instagram. And um, I didn't take YouTube seriously till last year. And when I did, I I hit like 100K last summer and then it just kind of like uh, kept going a lot faster after that. And last week hit 300K. Congrats. So That's thank fucking you. awesome. No, I love my YouTube family. Like it's so special It's well-deserved also. I just thank have to say. Thank you. Thank you so much. But yeah, that was the pipeline of corporate to uh, creator, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, it's it's kind of helped having like a professional background a bit. Mm-hmm. I think too, it's like you meet some creators and you know, like, I mean, some people just blow up really young. They never have that sense of like You've never had a job and it shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes it works in my favor. And mm-hmm. that's the difference between being chosen for something and not. It's mm-hmm. just like, well, this girl's going to turn it in on time. I feel like more than anything, too, having a plethora of jobs I've worked mm-hmm. in the past, like I'm sure you have. It just makes me so beyond grateful to be in the position yes. I am now. I'm yes. like, when I have, you know, a complaint because I'm human and normal mm-hmm. and that happens sometimes about this life or this world or anything revolving this job and and I'll like constantly bring myself back to earth and be like what the I'm so lucky yeah no we have the coolest job ever Mm -hmm. and so grateful for it of course every job has its thing but Yeah. yeah it's nice to be able to come back and be like I'm my own boss. At the end of the day, if I need to take a, a five, then I will. You can. Or you can take, take a five hour yeah, if you need. I took a six week this year. So <laughs> you do what you need to do and get back on it, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself. But Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. Sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option with more than 1 million available units for rent. 
you're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool, or everything in between, Apartments.com has got you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love Apartments.com because it is so convenient. I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year, so I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly. I'm a huge fan. Okay, so I want to dive into your YouTube growth because I had an epiphany the other day when I was listening to you and, you know, prepping for this podcast. And one of my favorite videos has always been of yours, which you uploaded, I think, at the beginning of this year, Mm -hmm. which was how to grow on YouTube and how Mm -hmm. I gained 200,000 subscribers. And the reason I think it is such a good video is one, because you're giving actual tips and Mm -hmm. it's not just be consistent, drink lemon water. We know those things, right? But you are so unique in that it's fucking hard to grow on YouTube Mm -hmm. in this day and age. And I don't know many people that have. So I feel like you have such a unique perspective. Obviously, if you want to grow on YouTube and you're watching this video, definitely go watch Bria's Mm -hmm. video on how to do that. But is there anything else? You know, that video was short compared to this podcast. Mm -hmm. What tips and tricks do you live by? Do you attribute to your success on YouTube as Mm -hmm. far as growth? I want to hear it all. So I think a lot of what helped me with YouTube is like stuff people don't want to hear. And it's that, you know... You you can't focus so much on like the question I get all the time is how do I start how do I start babe hit record like we all did yeah it's going to be cringy it's going to be awkward you talking to a camera is not going to feel natural if mm-hmm. you're not used to doing something like that you have to keep putting yourself in the situation right and be consistent with just showing up yeah there's no magic recipe it's literally just saying okay on. Un- Accept that it's going to be sloppy Mm -hmm. and go in with that mindset so that you can give yourself a little bit of grace during that. Um, So, yeah, that's one part in just like the mindset part of showing up. Now, in terms of like actual strategy, yes, consistency is important. Like stick to a schedule, not so much for because it's important, but mostly because if you're trying to grow an audience, you want them to know when you're going to be around. Like my my crew knows she posts every Saturday, rain or shine, that's when I'm there. So have a day when they can expect you. And like my people, if it is, usually I post like 8.30 a.m. Central time. If it is like 8.40, they're like, where are you? Really? You know what I'm saying? They know. Uh So you want to make sure it's that obvious when you're posting because people will look for you. Also, I would say figure out what you just love to talk about. It doesn't even matter. What do you love to do? Because I really think that when you love something, people just gravitate to what you're saying a little bit more rather than forcing and doing what you think people want. Um, If you do what you think people want, you're just going to be like everybody else. Wow. So true. You know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes doing what you want and being true to yourself is is kind of being an outlier Mm. and that's like amazing though Mm -hmm. because even more of a reason to follow you don't try to be like every other person on youtube be yourself and that's really what's going to shine through and that's why people are going to want to subscribe to you so in part of that also i said in the video 
Look, you have to, as I said in the video, shake some ass for the algorithm. Okay? Like, and this is, this you is really what I... Do. I love that you said that. You do. I, I kind of hate it because it's like, this is the corporate part of the job mm-hmm. where it's like, I just want to make content, but sometimes that isn't enough. You have to appease the platform that you're on because, like, you don't own it, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time that I was trying to grow, Shorts was in beta. So I knew, okay, rule of thumb, if there's a new feature, mm-hmm. use it. If you mm. want to grow. If you don't want to grow, don't use it. But if you want to see growth, you have to use the new thing that they're trying to push because they want to compete with TikTok. They want to be the next thing. So when I started to use uh, shorts, but be, I was crazy consistent with shorts. Like Really? I was posting at 1.3 shorts a day. Wow. Every day. And was this something you were doing every day when you got up or would you like batch them all in like a couple days? You can schedule them. Yeah. So what is I that would what do, you were doing? uh-huh, okay. because, well, and what's cool is that, like, my TikTok followers and my YouTube followers are really different. Mm-hmm. So I did the Lazy Girl thing and I repurposed it. I removed the logo because mm-hmm. they won't push your content if it has TikTok on it. But those those followers had no idea. And I mean, that's not what the platforms want to hear. But look, they weren't paying me. So yeah. <laughs> I have to do what I have to do to like sustain myself because it's a lot of energy to make original content on every single platform. Well, also your TikTok content's great. Like yeah. may as well so, be seen by another audience. And what's wild, I mean, and there's no shade to any platform here because it really depends on the day. But you know, one day the content on TikTok goes viral. That same video flops on Instagram. That happens to me all Vice the time. Vice versa. One day it goes viral on Instagram, mm. TikTok, crickets. So it's like, you really should spread it out because you never know which algorithm's gonna love it mm-hmm. and actually push it because it's not, you are not a crap content creator and I wish I was more like nice to myself. Mm-hmm. It's even to this day, when something doesn't perform on TikTok, I'm like, God, what did I do wrong? You know, I'm so hard on myself, but it's so, I just left TikTok headquarters and they just told me the algorithm isn't up to me. Like they told, they looked me in my face and there will still be a time when mm-hmm. I'm like, what did I do wrong? You know, mm-hmm. so you also have to understand that it is a, it is kind of like luck involved there, but you will be luckier if you keep showing up and, you know, doing what the platform likes and kind of being on your, you know, do your P's and Q's. But all that together, it, it'll pay off. You just consistency is hard. And I have had a YouTube channel for technically six years mm-hmm. posting when I kind of felt like it. And when I really got serious about it, it took like it, it kind of popped off. Mm-hmm. I know there's someone out there that's going to be like, well, I have such a boring life. Like, no one's going to want to watch me. Mm. What do you have to say to someone that says that? I can totally relate because, uh, you know, at one point I was living, like, in the Midwest. No shade, Midwest. Love you. (laughs) Um, I was in Kansas City. um, So it was kind of hard to make content out there. For sure. You know, you see see the L.A. girls, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, a dream. Like, I've been here for a few days, and, like, the content – is fire and I, I'm like it's just so easy here and I have my photographer friends and you know my podcast friends I'm like I would be killing it if mm-hmm. I lived here right so I get it but at the same time you have to realize there is something special about you regardless and more than not more people relate to your boring life than these LA girls or whatever for sure not 99% of America is not like that. And sure, it's entertaining to watch, 
but it's not always relatable for every single person. People just love to see themselves, I think, in creators. And, you know, my content now on TikTok has really been me in my car. Mm -hmm. Like, I've noticed that. That's it. Yeah. Okay, what's the strategy with that? Is there a strategy or it's just like I I like being in my car and doing It's it's really for my mental health because so I went through a really bad stint this year and I was just at home all the time. So I literally forced myself to get out of the house and make content every single day and it just happens to be in my car. No one's ever asked that, but that's why. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I have always wondered that. I was like, oh, the car, mm -hmm. like the Bronco might be her thing. Yeah. It's just because I need to get out of the house. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So going back to what we were talking about mm -hmm. um, with growing on YouTube, is there anything else you think, you know, if you were starting out tomorrow, what would you do? I think that is really what I, I would do. Um, I would also say, like, I was just talking to one of my friends about this. Going back to the OG days of, like, when YouTubers would collab with each other, I feel like that's something I haven't done mm -hmm. a lot of. Where We should collab. We should. On YouTube. Why haven't we, we done that? We absolutely should. Like, I'm already planning the next trip. So, like, House seriously. Swap. Let's get it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't don't play. No, I, would I would love that. Okay. We should totally do that. But, yeah, like, just playing into... Um, collaborating more. That is so true. I don't know why I don't think really the about OG collabing. People, yeah. Like you remember the Emma Chamberlain days when oh, yeah. they were Sister all squad. just they were on each other's channels and it generates like this insane growth. I mean, even you saw like the early days of TikTok with like Charlie D'Amelio oh, and yeah. that crew. House. They were always just mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just makes sense. So it's like in terms of growth, you want to find people that you resonate with, that mm -hmm. your audiences would vibe with and just work together. Like it just makes sense and mm -hmm. it's easy to do and it helps everyone out, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you have this awesome, motivational, inspiring content, which I feel like stands out compared to a lot of lifestyle creators, like it really does. Are you the type of person in real life that's like the friend that's always motivating and inspiring or is this just something that's like kind of your work business side working? Yeah, I really feel like, um, my so I'll speak from it from a few perspectives. My family, I don't know that everyone in my family cares to hear from me. Um, like my siblings, I think that they really look up to me because I'm much older. I'm 14 years older than my sister. Oh wow! Nine years older than my brother. Okay. So I think that like they genuinely look up to me, um, and I feel that I feel like they respect like what I have to say. But um, I think it depends on the person in the family. Now, when it comes to like friends and stuff. I think like I'm I'm a little more like reserved and low key because like I kind of go to them more, you know, for stuff. And I think we we just like all help each other. Mm -hmm. And it's not like one person really. I'm not like the hero in the friend group or anything. I think we all are just like so there for each other. Mm -hmm. I have like a different I feel like I have a different approach with YouTube, mm -hmm. a different like even tone. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Why? I don't know. I think it's kind of like my, I would call it more of a stage presence. It's not that it's inauthentic. It's just like I wouldn't talk to my friends the way I speak to like my YouTube channel. Interesting. It's a little more low low key. Okay. You know, I think it would be a little too much if in person I was like, you need to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> True. It depends on the type of person or whatever. Yeah. Do you think it's also because you see your audience, I feel like you refer to this a lot in your content as like you're, you're the big sister? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like 
it definitely has like a lot of people will comment they're like so much older than me but they look up to me as like the big sister mm -hmm. or whatever so yeah i think like people who have subscribed to my content know what they're getting into right so i can be that way with them it's more of a tough love tone that's what i, I think it. i was trying to say is like it's more like no bs like let's let's really talk about mm -hmm. ourselves and most of my content is inspired by me being a train wreck so <laughs> It's like if I can throw myself under the bus, like let's 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 be real with ourselves. And mm -hmm. I think me doing that lets people feel safe enough to be like, okay, if she's not okay, then it's okay for me to not be okay. And mm -hmm. that's if that's all I can do for someone, then I love that. Like when I was really like struggling this year, I still made a few videos even though I took a little bit of time off. And I'm literally crying in the videos because like I was so down bad. But I mean it was still a point because now here I am like doing so much better better than I have in years and people can see like oh like I can be in a really tough spot and still get out of it and if I that's all I can that, do by the way, that you're yeah that. yeah if that's all I can do for someone then that's what I want to do because that's real life mm -hmm. and I know we get so used to seeing just the good but I'm I'm never gonna be that girl like I'm gonna show you what's going on at in real time mm -hmm. with my life mm -hmm. yeah which is so helpful mm -hmm. for people. Honestly, thank you for being so vulnerable during those stages of your life on the internet because that's not easy. Yeah, and I I mean, I oh, I really hate it. I hate crying in front of people. Like, it's my biggest ache about me. And that's <laughs> been something, because I have the ugliest cry face, truly. Um, it's okay, so does Kim. I'm more, I know, <laughs> I'm so more concerned about that when I'm, like, crying. It's, it's great. But at the same time, I feel like I've been learning the lesson of letting my emotions like be okay mm -hmm. you know even when they're not great um just not bottling it up because it's it took a toll on my health mm -hmm. when I was trying to be that girl and you know then you dig yourself in a whole different hole mm -hmm. just because you're bottling everything up I love how open you are about your mental health and everything on the internet what are some things that actually made big changes for you when you were down bad and now you're saying you're, you know, the best you felt in years? What has actually helped you? Like, are there any resources? I know the walking pad, I'm sure, was mm -hmm. one of the things. Yeah. Are there, like, links? Are there products? Are there people you followed? I want to know everything. Like, what mm -hmm. do you feel like really helped you get out of that bad space? Yeah. So I have a therapist, mm -hmm. one, love her so much. She's incredible. She's like my big sister. Did you have her before the down bad area of your life? I did. Okay. I did. So I started working her with her last year. I started Amazing. having uh, progressively worse anxiety after I moved back to Dallas. Um, and I had never experienced panic attacks, mm -hmm. anxiety, and um, at the start of this year, it was to the point where I wasn't leaving the house. Uh, I was afraid to drive. Like it was, I've never been in a situation like that, and I could not figure out what was going on with me. I think that was in part to a hormone imbalance. Whoa! Um, I did get tested, and I found out I had really low progesterone. I had low estrogen. Um, I also had like no serotonin. In they tested my brain too. Wow! So. It made sense because all of those things will put you in fight or flight mode, mm -hmm. even if there's nothing there. Like I was logically like nothing is wrong. Like, why am I why do I feel like this? Mm -hmm. And so that alone was like wearing on me. And I just tried to fight it for a while. But um, eventually I was like, you know what? I need to one start to just kind of tweak my lifestyle here, like do what I can nutrition wise. Mm -hmm. I started to supplement um, and just, you know, I 
I hired that trainer I was telling you about who's out here Mm -hmm. just for the accountability. Like she's so expensive and I'm like, well, at least I won't skip, Mm -hmm. you know, because I need anything to get me out of this. But, you know, after my really tough part of the year, I was down really bad and it just got to a really scary place and I ended up getting medicated. So I think honestly, and I was anti-med, I was so not trying to be on antidepressants or whatever. And, um, you know, it was just getting scary because then you get, I started experiencing apathy, which really freaked me out because it's like, when you get a little too apathetic, like, you know, I was talking to my therapist about it. She's like, what we don't want is for you to like, not feel like afraid of doing something to yourself. Mm. Because usually when you have, when you become that version of yourself, mm-hmm. you're, you'll hurt yourself. And wow. you don't think about the effects it has on anybody. You don't think past anything with it. So, uh, yeah, I was like, well, let's not go there because I was just towing the line. So we, uh, she, you know, hooked me up with a psychiatrist and I was so nervous to take the meds because I'm looking up all these crazy side effects. Mm-hmm. And the they finally kicked in and the best way I could explain it is I felt like myself like three years ago Mm -hmm. which is a good thing Mm -hmm. because I think like pre-pandemic is maybe the last time I felt normal I don't know what's been going on since then but I feel like it gave me my old self back and if anything like my goal is not to stay on medication but I think what it's allowed me to do is pull myself out of the hole like I had a friend who was on antidepressants who explained it to me before I got on she was like you can think of the meds as like you being in a hole and the meds are the ladder. Just get back on surface. Wow. And then like, love that. you know, get consistent with your routine. So what I'm doing right now is really developing like my best version of myself while I'm on the meds, mm-hmm. creating a routine that's going to support me. And then when I feel really confident in myself, I'll go ahead and start the process of weaning off Mm -hmm. and hope it works. I also see it as similar to the ladder analogy is like Mm -hmm. when you have a broken bone, you get a cast Mm -hmm. and you wear the cast for whatever, you know, three to six months. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's fixed and then you don't have the cast anymore. And, you know, your bone is back together. Yeah. Same with mental health. It's like we Mm -hmm. it's crazy that it's this huge like world-renowned thing that we like yeah. now take mental health seriously it's like babe it's always been it should have always been taken always. just as seriously as physical health yeah because it can ruin your physical health oh you know? yeah absolutely and that's that's what was happening with me it was like this trickle effect effect of just you know I could tell physically that I was feeling lethargic mm-hmm. and like I was emotionally eating so now I'm not fitting in my clothes and now I have like body dysmorphia yeah. and I'm it was just like shit you don't you've never dealt with everything yeah and mm-hmm. it was like one problem after another mm-hmm. coming from just the fact that I wasn't addressing mental health issues so you know I'm so thankful for these meds and I know there's like some people have a stigma with it especially like in the black community there's like really oh yeah like mental health isn't even talked about like it's it's like you're fine (laughs) there's like a meme and it's not funny but like it's it's this meme where this person's like mom I'm depressed and the mom is like go depress them dishes like (laughs) (laughs) it really is the energy though and it's you know it's just generationally it wasn't prioritized. Mm. You just get up and you do what you have to do. But I think 
especially with my platform, that's something that I want to turn around Mm -hmm. because mental health knows no color. Um, And I have I've had a cousin close to my age take his own life due to mental health. That's horrible. And yeah, it's just like I think we can't sleep on ourselves and we have to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations about our feelings and emotions and what's going on in our Mm -hmm. head and like the crappy stuff we might have gone through as kids. You know, life isn't fair, but it's it's we still have to work through it. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to let it control you. And there are resources and there are ways to get through that. Totally. Is there something you wish loved ones of yours would have done or known in order to help you when you were in that place where you weren't feeling yourself? I would have preferred for some people not to like make a joke of it. Like I had some people in my family make comments like like at one time someone said, um, yeah, I'm. I was so stressed, like, at Walmart, blah, blah, blah. Like, I was pulling a Bria about to have a panic attack. I was like, cute. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, not understanding this. Yeah. And I get it. Like, family loves to joke and make light Mm -hmm. of things. But, you know, when I don't think anyone – I'm not playing devil's advocate. I just don't think anyone knew the severity of what I was going Mm -hmm. through. And I I just – the only thing I would tell my family and the only reason I felt like I needed to share anything with them is because sometimes when I was driving, I would disassociate. And I was scared that that would happen and I would have to call them. And I wanted them to know if I call you, this is why. This is serious. Yeah. So that's the only reason I told them and I just regretted maybe sharing that with certain people. Mm -hmm. The reason I ask is because I feel like I, like all of us, have several friends that have, you know, been down bad or have felt similar to your situation. Mm -hmm. And as a friend, it's like similar to grief. It's like, okay, I want to help you, but I don't want to bring it up if you don't want to talk about it. And it's like this tiptoeing, I guess, mentality. Yeah. So, yeah, the reason I ask is because I'm like, you know, what What advice would you give to someone yeah. that has a friend? I think, too, what could be helpful if you know someone is suffering, ask them, like, how can I show up for you? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes for me, I think looking back, it would have been like, hey, can you just, like, ask me to go somewhere? Can you, like, force me to come do something with you? Get out of my house? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, knowing that, like, this is, it's hard for me to leave my home. Like, maybe let's do something fun. Everyone's different with the support that they need. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they can articulate that, hopefully. Mm-hmm. you know, I love that. Thank you for sharing that, by the yeah. way. I really appreciate it. And that's why I feel like people on the internet love you because you're so open <laughs> about these things. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the business side of being a content creator. Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier that one of your favorite brands you've ever worked with was Nike and Jordan. Mm-hmm. What are some other brands you have worked with that you've had an amazing experience? And I guess why? A lot of people who watch this podcast might work for a brand or be on like, you know, the influencer coordinator side. And Mm -hmm. like, what do you wish you could tell someone like that? I mean, I've loved a lot of brands for different reasons, but I think the ones that stick out, I can tell you what I do love about certain brands Mm -hmm. is um, one, when they have a clear idea of what they want to do um, so that I can figure out how to integrate that with my audience. Mm And also when there is creative freedom that's being given. I think I've had harder times on campaigns when it's like, no, we need you to do this exactly like this. Like we want you to do a get ready with me and blah, blah, blah. Like talk about this. 
And I'm just like, okay. But You're like, I just, would never do that. <laughs> right. And my audience knows I would never do that. But I love the brand, and I just wish sometimes we had a little more wiggle room there mm -hmm. because it's in the best interest for them, mm -hmm. not for me. Because if all of a sudden I'm doing something that's not like myself, they're going to sniff that out and just scroll. So I want them to get the best return on investment with me as well. And that's why I try to speak up for myself. Sometimes they're willing, like they'll hear me out. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to like verbiage and they're like telling me to say something a very specific way, I'm like, like a script. <laughs> no, no. Like I had uh, this one campaign I was doing with um, my husband, AJ, actually. And we had to like go do something fun with like outfits. And like they wanted me to initially say something along the lines of like, you know, he always wears this, but like, you know, I'm going to dress him like kind of like making him sound like he can't dress himself. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like he's not <laughs> yeah. five. So I'm going to say it in the way I want to say it. But, you know, like it's OK to just voice those things. So I think like having that flexibility is really cool. And also just having a brand that has like representation, like the, the things that should be like bare minimum, you know, mm -hmm. like do I see myself in this brand? Can I help advocate for girls who look like me in this brand? Totally. Do I think they would like this brand? Like just knowing that there's a connection or something that would pull to my audience. Because like obviously a lot of people who follow me look like me. Mm. So making sure that we check all those boxes is always like something I really love. Um, but yeah, those are things I look for mm -hmm. in any brand. Yeah. Being a black creator, what do you wish brands understood more about your position or when they're trying to diversify, like what do you wish they actually did? I think I wish it started more internally. We can't teach people to know what it's like to be black, what it's like mm -hmm. to be a black creator. But when you have people who are helping your company that do know, they're the ones that are going to be the most help. People think that we can like teach it and it's it's not teachable. It's not something I can really even put into words half the time. So, but when there's no diversity within the company, that's going to show. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to relate to anyone else. Like changing your profile picture to the Black Lives Matter thing isn't. Yeah, and your little <laughs> square and yeah. we're going to do better. Okay, save it. Because it's like you're not going to do better. You, how many people in your company are not white? Let's see. Let's see the stats. Why don't you show it? Because it's probably embarrassing. And then you want you want to claim publicly that you are an advocate for diversity and all these things. And then mm -hmm. you find out on the in, inside of the house, like there's there's no way you could be. Mm -hmm. It's not possible. So if you want to actually change, you need to change from within and then it will show. And not just like, you know, the borderline people who were like just white passing or whatever, like really have representation in your company of people who look different. Mm. Because if you can't even, even with beauty brands, for example, if you can't put makeup on all your employees and with all shade ranges, like let's start there. It should be so simple, mm -hmm. but it's not. The shade range thing <laughs> is bananas It to should me. be so simple. It's crazy. But yeah, and we still have mm -hmm. these issues in 2023, and it's like, okay, and, and that's on their terms at this point, because I know specific creators, friends of mine, who mm -hmm. literally call it out, and mm -hmm. they're known for it. So you just throw yourself in the line of fire if you're mm -hmm. not going to do it at this point. Are there brands out there that you would love to give a little shout out to that you think are 
diverse and doing the right thing? I love Rare Beauty. Me too. Um, one, because they're big mental health advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, and their I've products never, slay. Yeah, they're <laughs> actually really good products. I've never even worked with them, you know, partnered with them or anything, mm-hmm. but I just am such a fan of, um, you know, it just seems like it's genuine, mm-hmm. you know, and I can feel that as a creator and it makes me want to support them. And the products, like you said, mm-hmm. the products speak for themselves. When you have good products, I'm going to recommend it. <laughs> and I also am such a fan of House Labs. Yeah, oh, the, my the oil, the lip oil. Okay, yeah. tell me about House Labs. Why? Fa- you need to try the foundation. Okay, everyone's talking. I see it on TikTok. Please. Okay, Okay, they it. just came out with um, concealer. Mm-hmm. Bomb. It's genuinely, like, so good. I The first time I put on the foundation, I had, like, taken a, a picture in the mirror, just, like, a quick selfie. Mm-hmm. And I went and looked back at it, like, two days later because I forgot I took it and my skin I was like is there makeup on my face are you wearing it right now uh yes you literally look airbrushed it looks like you have a real life Paris filter that is house labs foundation sponsor me and your skin (laughs) yes but wow yeah no it is um I love their foundation so Mm -hmm. can't recommend it enough I also feel like their shade range is on point Mm -hmm. um but those are the two that stand out to me like I use both religiously what do you wish like your peers, like other white creators, like people like me, what do you wish we understood more about you being a content creator? I think what feels important to me as a black creator with like my white counterparts is just more so understanding that there are there are discrepancies in every industry, mm-hmm. right? There are just more checkpoints sometimes that we have to go through. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to say no more to things because to, we don't see ourselves in certain rooms. Like, I have some white creator friends that straight up don't work with certain brands because they know that, like, they don't see people like me being represented. Mm. And I think what I wish more white creators knew is that it's, like, them working with those brands hurts us. And, sure, like, a bag's a bag, like, all respect there I get it but it's hard because then it's just further promoting the problem Mm. and that's something that we can't control that's something that white creators have to make a choice to be like this is not a diverse uh, brand we can't keep pushing people like this Mm -hmm. you know for sure so that I think that would be kind of my thing just to be more intentional and look beyond you know, the brand deal and say, like, do you really see all of your community in this brand? Mm -hmm. Do you think they represent everyone in your community? And if you've even your friends, if you feel like that's genuine, then work with them, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. You have been married for how long? About to be two years. So awesome. That's crazy. And his name's AJ, right? Uh Okay. You and AJ have been together for almost two years, married. Married. And then you've been together for how long? Since 2018. So however. 2018. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Awesome. That feels like. Congrats. That is that is girl math. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that number is. Um, And he's white. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I am so interested to hear, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's entering an interracial relationship? First and foremost, when, at least from the perspective of a black woman dating a white man, mm-hmm. you have to, they they have to understand that your lives will never be, you will never see through the same lens. Mm-hmm. 
And what I loved about AJ is that like even before like before he met me, he was already interested in learning about the the way that America was built. Yeah. And the experiences of black people. He had read the books. He had studied the things. He he probably knew more than me when I met him because wow. he literally put in so much time to just learn about these things. And this was just like through his own education, mm-hmm. like on his own time. But he's a very empathetic person mm-hmm. and he understands that he will never understand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point because I don't need him to go through what I've gone through. I don't need him to understand, like, go through the same experiences just to know that, like, my reality is my reality mm. and his is his. And there are different things that I'm not going to experience, maybe some obstacles that might come in the way. And he's going to have different experiences being a white man in this relationship. It's Our dynamic is already just so bizarre because I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Which is awesome <laughs> that's you. fucking epic bria yeah no we're we're super grateful and like our plan was always that you know first i got out of corporate then i was like you're next and i'm obsessed with how supportive he is he's great he's he's because su- he helps supportive. you with stuff correct he okay. used to oh, and now he's to. doing his own thing he's becoming a little mini influencer so <gasps> okay AJ. In, the, in the fantasy <laughs> I'm, I'm like i feel like a proud mom on yeah. this trip everyone's like, been asking about coin. him <laughs> yes let mama let mama rest yeah um but he's doing stuff with like fantasy football which i'm so excited for him wait i love this yeah so Perfect like timing my dream for us as a couple mm-hmm. was that we would just both be doing something we're passionate about mm-hmm. so we kind of finagled that in a way but to my point of like the um dynamic we have in terms of like when we're public facing you know i'm the breadwinner but they look at him when we're making business deals it's insane eye contact is with him and i'm like the cards over here yeah so it's those things are frustrating but that's not his problem mm-hmm. you know and even he'll point it out he's like this is like when i went and got my bronco they were looking at him I'm like look at me oh <laughs> this is my car my god so those things kind of frustrate me but there there are also times when i i love like not being looked at during those times because i i also don't love like always having to think about money and manage it like i'm like uh-huh. can you just handle can you deal please he, he pays <laughs> he like does all the bills and stuff because i just don't I don't like having to think of all the mm-hmm. things and I just like that he can You're like that. I'm doing girl math. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me create, let me like at the bag and you do the rest uh-huh. to make sure the roof and the lights yeah. stay on. Um so yeah, like and then we also don't have a traditional relationship at all. Like gender roles don't exist except for in the airport when <laughs> I don't I don't want to carry my luggage. Um, but it's Not funny. so fair. Yeah, because I've done a couple of videos on that on TikTok too. Like my my mom has made comments. She's very she's a boomer. You know, she loves a good gender role. Like loves a good housewife. And I'm really? like, the devil is a liar. I will never. So <laughs> when like my mom, she cooks dinner a lot for us. And one time we were over, and uh, I just got my plate and uh-huh. I started eating and I didn't make his. So I got like a little talking to for not making what? AJ's plate. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so funny though. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so that was one time. And then another time that was funny was um, I was talking to my mom about like all this tax stuff. Because, you know, being self-employed is like a, a doozy when it comes to oh taxes. Oh my gosh. It's, it's hard. Yeah. And I just like in passing didn't even think about it i was like yeah i have to do this because da 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 because i'm the breadwinner my mom was like do not call yourself that and i was like 
What? What? Exactly. What? What did you say? Wait, but that's that's the truth. That's the word. So I was like, no, what do you what do you mean? She's like, well, do you say that around AJ? And I was like, yes, the fuck I do. And <laughs> he's even happier but about I it. That that. I love that you said that. He's even happier than me about it. So but she's like, well, you just you know, you never know how how men will take that. I was like, girl, you are acting like this man is fragile. He is not. And I'm like, cute that you would look out for him. But. I'm going to let my husband tell me if he's offended by that. But also, I would never be in a relationship with someone like it's that. It's such, it's the first ick, like, on my list. Biggest ick. Biggest ick ever. Being insecure by, like, me getting my back? Yeah. No, that's so weird. What? Because in what universe is that, like, okay or cute? Yeah. Not. Yeah. It, it's not. And it is not. It will never be my job to protect anyone's ego. So, <laughs> I, I was, like so blindsided when she said that and I mean it's we laugh at it now because I think we needed to have a conversation uh-huh. like you know I get the perspective of boomers loving a good gender role mm-hmm. and like the respect your man and there is respect don't get me wrong it is a very new thing for them yeah, yeah. but this is like this is the modern day woman I guess mm-hmm. we can do both okay so I think with with my mom it was more of a conversation of like hey like I think I was just a little bit hurt because you jumped to protect this man, mm-hmm. but you raised me to be this like fearless woman who goes wow. after everything. And then when I, then I do that and you're like, no, back down. No, I will never make myself small. So we had to have that like little refresher. And now mm. I think like, you know, they're starting to get just aren't the normal couple mm-hmm. but yeah I, I went on a total tangent no I'm I so loved sorry. it I loved it <laughs> yeah but in terms of race um I think you know having your partners wanting to learn about you your culture your experiences mm-hmm. and understanding that it's not going to be their truth is really what matters mm. um and just having the the ability to communicate on those levels like that's what makes our relationship work mm-hmm. i mean there have been plenty of things that i've gone through that and he doesn't say like oh that maybe you're being too sensitive no never that it's always like i hear you what do you need from me you know wow. how can i support you through that mm-hmm. like that's our dynamic mm-hmm. This is me speaking selfishly. Mm-hmm. You're married. Mm-hmm. I'm single. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to know what is something you would recommend I look for when dating? Mm-hmm. Um, because it seems like you have this catch of a guy. Like AJ mm-hmm. is like a, a perfect match for you. Mm-hmm. And I, we all want something like that, right? All yeah. the making moves people want someone yeah. like that. So what are qualities other than the obvious, mm-hmm. you know, above six feet, et cetera? <laughs> <laughs> what are qualities we should be looking for? I mean, you're married. Yeah. It seems like your relationship is thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he doesn't have this crazy chip on his shoulder like most men do. Oh, no. And um, you have an amazing dynamic. I want to know. I'm like, what is the secret sauce here? Yeah. What, what should we be looking for or, you know, mm-hmm. looking for to be like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I talk about it a lot on my YouTube channel, how I like manifested my husband. Yes. Which right? I love that you talk about. That. Yes. And I, I swear by it because and this I was able to do this even in the dating world. I didn't even know I was doing it. OK. Right. But before Give us the tea, Bria. Before I met him, what I did was I was kind of just like, oh, you know, these guys really suck. And I'm tired of I was ready to like maybe find yeah. the one. So I wrote down in a journal like what I would want in an ideal partner. Mm-hmm. And I think like 
writing it out really helps you because you know sometimes you can get caught up in the surface level Mm -hmm. like you know he's just got to be like this and this and that but the looks honey like that's that's important i get it but even these fine ass men can be a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. okay so really sometimes the worst yeah or women whatever like whatever you're into you need to be really specific about what you want in a partner because I'm, I'm all big on like just setting the intention you'll be clear on what you want but for me writing it down making a list of like okay here are the things I want like I don't care like what hobbies he's into but like how does he treat me how does he talk to me um what are things that we could enjoy together like Sure, you want to be able to like have some things in common, like for sure. Does he like to travel? Some things more lifestyle like that. goals. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So all those things are important to write down. You know, make your list, but don't be caught up on like having a hundred percent like accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that just helped me get clear on what I wanted, and then I just was kind of like, cool. You know, I'm gonna put it out in the universe and like live my life. And I think the most important part from there was just like having fun. Literally, go have fun and live your life. Do not get caught up in like looking for him, her, whatever. Just do you because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you're like, I, you ever just like see someone and they're just so radiant and attractive mm-hmm. and like you don't really know what it is. Like you know that they're just like beautiful. There's something about their essence. For sure. I think a lot of that comes from like an energetic level of just like having so much fun and loving yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is like so hot and so sexy and people gravitate to that energy. Like you know those like on TikTok when they talk about those guys that are like borderline like just not, they're like ugly hot. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Like Pete Davidson. Yeah. Ugly hot, right? I feel like he's just like into what he does. He's Uh like sure of himself and he's just living his life. You need to embody that energy, Mm -hmm. right? And then you just like attract them. Because I'm telling you, when I got into that, that mode. Like headspace. It was like. Mm -hmm like bees and honey like you just you just walk <laughs> through the bar and it's okay you're just getting all the attention then you you have options and you I love should it. you should be picky but yeah i think don't entertain people that if you're looking for a husband this mm-hmm. is just if you're looking for a husband or a relationship stop entertaining like toxic relationships mm-hmm. and i'm going to like expose myself here maybe this is a scorpio thing okay <laughs> but in college like i loved a toxic challenge yeah I loved, I was, I wanted to be a little fixer. Same. Stop it. We can't, we can't do it. Mm -hmm. You are not anyone's mother. If they're broken when they come to you, are you Bob the Builder? You're not a construction worker, babe. No. No. Yeah. This is not for you. They need to come to you ready, okay? Yeah. Or at least on the same level where you're like, we're growing. We we both have these like goals we want to hit together. For sure. Cool. Nobody's gonna be perfect, but like if you know this is a toxic dude who's just ready to bust it down everywhere, then like don't put yourself in that situation. Totally. I think sometimes like we get caught up in self sabotaging, knowing like we go for the same kind of guy, and we're just not being real with ourselves. Like stop going for those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think I would ever find. I mean, I'm not saying no one could, but my chances of finding a forever person probably wasn't going to be in a bar. Mm -hmm. Probably wasn't. So, like, why did I keep looking there? Don't know. You know, switch up the environment, switch up the hobbies and like see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. That's great advice. Yeah. Um, Okay. Going back to you being the breadwinner, you are like, I feel like I look up to in so much of the 
boss ass bitch, you know, female finances, like you just have your shit together. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what advice do you have for the hot girls when it comes to finances? Like what should we all be doing? Again, other than the obvious, get your accountant, get a financial advisor. But is there anything specific we should be doing? Well, first I would say, which is probably going to be a little like bizarre, but when it comes to money, like one of the, I didn't come from money. So let's Mm -hmm. start there. I um, had a lot of like negative ideas around money. Mm -hmm. And I think in order for you- Most people do. Yeah. And especially in a capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. we all do because it's very much so work till you die type Mm -hmm. of vibe Mm -hmm. and there's not enough to go around. But I had to like heal my relationship with money before I can make it. Wow. So that was the first thing I did because when you come from a background of, you know, we were always just barely making it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so much pressure behind money yeah. and the concept of making it. Yeah, I had never seen anyone have comfortable stability mm-hmm. in my life. So I knew that I had to first like create it in my head, if that makes sense. Because um, again, like big on manifesting things. How did and you do that? I literally had to do a lot of inner work. So like some of the things I did was, I kind of went through like, how do I think of money? Am I scared of money? Because if you're scared of money, then money's scared of you. And like ways that you would know, are you a, are you afraid to look at your bank account? Mm-hmm. Um, do you avoid paying bills? Do you avoid opening bills? Like why does it have this fear over you? It's controlling you. That's not gonna work. So I had to become like the person in control mm-hmm. of the money and not the other way around and can't let it drive my feelings. And that also meant going back to childhood being like, well, what did I learn about money? You know, those little comments like we don't have McDonald's money, like, you know, stuff like that. Money doesn't grow on trees. You don't realize that it's creating like a belief system Mm -hmm. in your head. So I had to learn to speak about money positively. Uh, One day when I have kids, I'm really going to be intentional about how I talk about money with them because I never want them to grow up thinking this is just so hard to get because that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you say that because clearly so much stems from childhood but that reminds me of like you know when when people on tiktok are like oh my mom is like an almond mom and like they grew up Mm -hmm. with you know almond mom comments yes yes that's similar like the same energy with like money Money. mom (laughs) yeah like how did your parents respond to money more than likely it rubbed off on you so the thing about it is like well before you can make like more money and be comfortable with Mm -hmm. it you have to be like ready to receive it because a lot of people like there's a reason there's a statistic with lottery winners right like a lot of them go bankrupt within a year of winning millions of dollars Mm -hmm. right because what these were probably low-income people Mm -hmm. who won a lump sum of money and had no ability on like how to actually manage it's like oh gotta spin it gotta spin it Mm -hmm. you will continue to self-sabotage yourself so my first bit of advice is to psychologically get comfortable with money. Mm -hmm. I used to like be so delusional and stare at my bank account and pretend there were extra commas and zeros. Really? Mm -hmm. And I used to like write in my journal as if I already had like X amount of dollars and like what did it feel like? I would like train myself to like already feel like I had those things so that when it happened, I kind of knew what it felt like. And I was like getting myself there, Uh you know, like kind of- How often would you do this? Like the manifesting, Uh the visualizing? I mean, there's one point where I was just really going at it. But it really just depends whenever I felt like it. What do you mean you were really going at it? Like, how often were you doing The most I was probably doing, like, daily. Okay. Iconic. Yeah. Like, in Kansas City, I really, like, 
dove in on breaking down those fears. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's important. And then I would say like then the logistical side of things, like of course have your, you know, people who can help you. Cause especially I think a, a big problem with making more money is financial literacy and just not knowing like, okay, when you get a lot of money, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. That was a big question mark. To this day, I'm still tweaking and still making adjustments. Cause you know, as a business Same. owner, you have to write you your LLC one day. Now you're an S corp. Now you got to get a whole new team. It's crazy. Roth IRA, SEP IRA, yes. uh, and even even to this day, which I'm grateful because my parents were, you know, my dad's always been this finance guy that's yeah. like, you know, been involved with financial advisors and mm. stocks and whatever. But to this day, even having his help, I still get like nervous and stressed mm. out, like. Uh, did I do the separate? Like, do am yeah. I? Because I don't know what it means. Yeah. And like, it's too many for, words for me. Like, um, what makes me feel confident is like knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. So then, instead of if I don't know what I'm talking about, then I get scared and I like don't want to look at my account. I'm which is right ridiculous. there with you. I'm right there with you. And it's like, and it's like I have all the resources in the world. I have no yeah. excuse. Like me, out of all people, it's just <laughs> repetition, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, because I'll. I still revert back, especially I notice every time I get like a new milestone, it's like I freak out a little bit. Me too. Oh shit, like we actually did that. And it's like, I don't feel like I deserve this. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and then you kind of freak out again. So then you Mm -hmm. have to like, that's why you have to have a really solid foundation of being receptive to it and then kind of going back to basics and like reaffirming yourself like you do deserve these things. You are worthy of these things. Um, This is not an accident that it happened Mm -hmm. to you and you can maintain them. I think my biggest fear was always when I would hit a new milestone, like now how do I stay here? Yes. You know? It's like that's a new whole new level of like anxiety in a different yeah, way. Yeah. And so, you know, in part you hire the professionals. It's okay to ask for help. Like when I talk to my tax accountant and advisors, I'm like, talk to me like a kindergartner. You're gonna have to explain Same. this to me so many times. I'm like girl math, babe. Yeah. I mean, let's just we're gonna have to have the conversation until I get it. And I'm making progress. Like two years ago, this was like Mm-hmm. It was gibberish to me. I was like, what are you saying? Sep, I Roth. Like, yeah. now I'm like, okay, I get wh- what's happening a little bit more. I'm here. So y- it takes time. And also I think like you're saying with the Sep, Roth and everything, like what's important is also thinking towards the future. Uh, not just like keeping your money mm-hmm. kind of stale, as I call it, like in a savings. Like what can you do? Put it, you can still have your money, but like let's put it in a SEP, like you said. Mm-hmm. I have a SEP and what I do is I put a, a lump sum around tax season. Same. A SEP, by the way, for those of you that don't know, is mm-hmm. a account that you can put your money in that is essentially for it to stay and grow tax-free for your retirement. Mm-hmm. So it's still your money. You're just moving it to a different account. But you can't. And it's growing for you. You can't go and get it mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time. It is for your retirement. It's for yes. the future. Yes. So you're setting yourself up to be comfy later. Mm-hmm. Or a um, Roth. Mm-hmm. I definitely recommend looking into a Roth IRA. Yeah. Look at a finance podcast for that. Yeah. Both of those are great, though. So you want to mm-hmm. look at the different like accounts that you could open up, retirement accounts, investment accounts, um, and mm-hmm. have someone reliable of course guide you in those directions but it's like i get it it's like i'm the first in my family to even have these conversations good for you, you bria know? that's awesome thank you it's that's it's a hard. lot it's i, I was can't gonna even say, imagine it's a lot of pressure because i'm like i'm not even gonna cap my retirement it's like a little it's bigger than my parents so it puts pressure on me that mm-hmm. i need to also help them and that's not they didn't ask me to do that i mean like no wonder but, your mental health struggles that's yeah, a lot of pressure i'm the oldest that's like, a lot of pressure bria 
how could I, how could I mm-hmm. not, you know, but it's, it's hard. I've had to kind of, even my parents like stop worrying about it, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, Oh, I got to like do better and make more money. Like even when I should just like celebrate myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm only saying this to the people who like resonate with that, the older siblings or whoever you are, that when you're the first in your family to do something, it's not always, you know, butterflies and rainbows. It comes with a lot of pressure because For now sure. you're the first in the family, mm-hmm. you know? And well, and everyone's like, looking to you for yes, guidance. Yeah, like, okay, put us on, you know? And even, well, I say that, but sometimes it's like not everybody's receptive to the help. Mm-hmm. And then that's complicated because it's like, well, I can't just like help you. You have to help yourself too. Like, mm-hmm. let me give you the tools. So it is a lot of pressure, but you have to remember that people are still in charge of their own actions mm-hmm. and you can only do so much. So you, you do what you need to do, but like take that pressure off yourself and like, I have to do it too. Mm-hmm. Let's say a girl just graduated college and she, you know, has her big girl job now and she got a really great salary to start off with. And now she's starting to have savings. What advice would you give her? So hopefully she's got a retirement set up. That's probably the first thing I would do. Um, and also, how do you do that? Do you get an accountant? So when I had a corporate job, uh-huh. I, I guess it depends. But when I had a corporate job, they set that up for us through the company. True. Do in like orientation. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Definitely ask when you get a big girl job. Mm-hmm. Ask what your retirement situation is because yes. sometimes you'll work for a really small company and they don't include that. True. And like ask about health insurance and all mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. sometimes they don't include that. Yeah. And then if they don't include it, you can go through like a financial advisor to open up some kind of um, retirement plan, which is like what we've done, Mm -hmm. gone through a financial advisor to do those things. But yeah, I think also like when you just start to make more of that money, like also be intentional about your spending. Mm -hmm. Um, Look into what is your budget for things like I, I was just like going on vibes for a while to be honest and you know when you when you have a business that doesn't work anymore so <laughs> i was going on vibes we were just we were just <laughs> vibing like yeah i the kansas city days were kind of uh chaotic okay um i'd be like at brunch like i hope this card works yep. <laughs> you know we've all been there we've we're, all been we're there all prayed <laughs> no judgment no judgment but yeah if you can budget i started to budget like when I first got my big girl job, when I was like overdrafting at bars, it's like, maybe I should look into this little Uh and it helps. And, you know, also I started, I started to build my credit. Now this is something that I didn't, this was not something my family did. So my family got into a lot of credit card debt. So they viewed credit cards as like the devil. They're like, do not get a credit Uh card. Do not open. You know, you need to like be careful with those. But also I was like, well, how am I going to have credit? You know, so I need credit to like buy really big things like a house. Yeah. So I knew I needed to have something. Mm -hmm. And what I do personally, if you don't, if you cannot trust yourself to do this, do not do this. But I pay for everything on credit cards and then I immediately pay them off. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you're getting the points. It's like making your dollar go for more, but you're not getting the interest if you pay it off right away. Exactly. And I'm never paying for something that I can't afford in my yes. actual bank account. That's yes. just how I go about it. Do things. not use credit cards for a payment plan. Use it for as it's like real money. Like it's connected to your debit yes. card instead. Yes, like if you can't afford it in real life, do not put don't it on get the it. credit card. Don't get it, no. 
So that's what I did to build my credit. And, you know, that's how I was able to get a car, like my Bronco and everything. Because when I got that first corporate job, what I did was get like, I got a Southwest uh, credit card. Awesome. Because our company would usually book us on Southwest flights. Mm -hmm. So it was just an easy way to like, you know, book some points. Mm -hmm. I gained a lot of points for Southwest doing that. The companion pass. Oh, yeah. That shit's amazing. Yeah. Like, especially when you're doing it for work, you really like build up the points. So whatever would be beneficial to you, like do research on different credit cards. All credit cards have their own perks. Yes. Like if you're a travel person, there's like travel cards. If you want cash back, there's cash cards. I don't know the exact ones, but you're going to have to do your own research. I really like, um, I just got Amex Business Platinum. I love that one. And Amex is really cool, especially because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a Delta girl now. Like, okay. I want to switch I'm from, a Delta girl. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like be more of that and it gives you like lounge access. Yeah, the lounge is so nice. You get that so nice. girl like experience. So I feel like this is what I need going into my 30s. Okay. Like, Hot. You know, yeah. Love it. I'm ready to be like in the in You're the upgrading lounge. from the Southwest card to the Delta <laughs> <Yeah>. card. <laughs> <laughs> we love Southwest, but like it's time yeah. just to be a you know a Delta girl. No, the Southwest card slays in the companion. Oh path yeah, slays. It, especially for those quick flights when we're just like going somewhere. Yeah. Like within the U.S., once you start yeah. traveling internationally, that's why I honestly became a Delta person because mm-hmm. my entire family is a Southwest fam yeah and like they're obsessed with the companion pass and it's like you know they talk about it all the time like literally. It's so good, <laughs> but internationally. I was like, shoot, I'm going out of the country so much and South Southwest just doesn't fly internationally mm-hmm. that much, hardly at all, if if at all. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I think they go a couple Maybe like places. the Caribbean or something. Yeah, yeah. But to, definitely not to Europe or like mm-hmm. Asia or anything like that. So that's why I became a Amex Delta girly mm-hmm. because I was like, I gotta get the points because I travel yeah. so much for work. Yeah, no, you have to. And it's nice because like, yeah, with Southwest, if I need to book a cheap trip just to get here for like, sure love that but yeah like you're saying i st- i went out of the country for the first time like last year shut up where'd you go london <gasps> yeah did with, you thrive i i did with uh netflix it was so cool okay casual so, i know i i'm like still just i love that trip but they flew me out to london and then i was also able to go did i go somewhere else uh i went to kenya this year oh my so, gosh yeah now that i've started to like Wait, was Get that with of, YouTube? Uh-huh. Okay, I think I remember. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, YouTube Black, like they do this class of um, YouTube Black for 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's like 150 to 100 creators from like the US, Amazing. the UK, and Africa. And we all met up in Kenya. It was so cool. Oh my gosh. I ne- That was not on my bingo card. They told us that like a month before. I was like, gotta get my passport. What but, did y'all do yeah. in Kenya? We, so... It was like every day was kind of something different. They did like workshops for us. Okay. We had like dinner parties and whatever. A lot of like content opportunities, of course. Amazing. Uh, we did like a safari. Oh, I went to South Africa this year. And oh safari is the most insane experience ever. Just like a lion. Hey, lion. Like right there. And they're just like, you know, so chill. Like, what's up? We're not going to eat you for dinner. It's bananas. The Jeep had no windows. I know. So I was just like. Um, we gonna we gonna back this car up a little bit. It's because they they've never eaten an actual human, so they don't know. Yeah, if you don't challenge them, they don't see you as a threat. One and also like, and they don't know that you're tasty. (laughs) (laughs) This the circle of life. They're so smart because like, okay, this is kind of gross, but like they were explaining. Obviously, it wouldn't be worth their energy to come for a human, but like, we saw this. uh, It's kind of gross. 
a dead zebra that had been eaten by like hyenas. Okay, I saw a dead giraffe. <laughs> okay, so it was like Similar, dismantled, and we saw the yeah. bones. Or no, it was eaten by something else. But they were saying the hyena would eat the zebra bones, and then the tortoise would what? eat the hyena poop because of all the minerals. It's just like amazing how they just know how to flow with the circle of life. You know what I mean? So yeah, my point being, the lions are like, you're not my type. You know? Yeah. They're, they're, they're like, I have giraffes to eat. Yeah. And like other things. Yeah. yeah. This is this is not for us. So yeah. incredible. Well, anyway, thank you for sharing all of your wisdom mm-hmm. with us. And thank you for always being so vulnerable yes. and motivational and someone that we can all look to on the internet for our big yeah. sis. So where can everyone follow you and find you? Um, you can follow me on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I'm Habria Jones everywhere. Definitely worth the follow. Just yeah. saying. I promise I'm fun. She is. <laughs> she is very fun. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much what I'm up to now. I'm like just lighthearted. If you just want to hang, we're a good time. But thank you for having me. Oh my this god! Thank so you so much fun. for coming on. I was like, Bria, you did not do many podcasts. Like, I'm no. so honored. No, I've just no. I I'm never near a lot of podcasters except Kinsey's in my area. Yeah. So like I've done hers, but yeah, I just I'm getting out of my shell. I love it. I want to anyway. Come back. We've got to do our house swap. Yes, I'm so serious about it. I'm very serious as well. Okay, and okay. you have the crazy window and couch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're swapping, baby. Yeah, I'm like, come live in my house. <laughs> All right, anyway, um, this was so fun. Go follow Bria and be sure to make someone else's day this week. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>